0: Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz and welcome to another Bible Ring of the Day. Today we're in, for your NIV, we're in Isaiah 54, 1 through 17. Then for your ESV, Leviticus 27, 1 through 34, we're finishing up with the book of Leviticus today. Then Acts 27, 1 through 44, let's go ahead and read the scriptures. The future glory of Zion. O oh, sing sing o oh barren woman you who never bore a child burst into song shout for joy you who never who you who were never in labor cuz more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband says the lord enlarge the peace place of your tent stretch your tent curtains wide do not hold back lengthen your cords strengthen your stakes for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will, di- will dispose, disposes, nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid; you will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace; you will not be humiliated. You will be for you will forget the shame of your youth and re- remember mo- no more the reproach of your widowhood. For the your Maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit. A wife who married young only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but the deep compassion I will bring you back. In a surge of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will, be com- will have compassion on you, says the Lord your, your Redeemer. To me, this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains will be... Sh- be shaken, and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken. Nor will my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. O afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will build you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with sapphires. I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all your walls of precious stones all your sons will be taught by the lord and great will be your children's peace in righteousness you will be established tyranny will be far from you you will have nothing to fear terror will be removed terror will be far f- removed i it will not come near you if anyone attacks you, it will not be my doing. Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. See, it, it is I who created the blacksmith, who fans the coals into flames, and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the, created the destroyer to work havoc. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue with that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and this is your their vindication for me, declares the Lord. Let's go ahead and head to your New Testament readings. Okay, so now we're in uh, Leviticus 27, 1 through, uh, 1 through 34. And then we'll go to uh, Acts 27, 1 through 44. So let's go ahead and read the scripture. Was about vows. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "Speak to the people of Israel and say to them: If anyone makes a special vow to the Lord involving the valuation of per- a person's, then the valuation of a man of a male from twenty years old up to sixty years old shall be fifty shekels of silver, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. If the person is a female, the full." Valuation shall be up, well, shall be 30 shekels. If the person is from five years old up to 20 years old, the valuation shall be for a male 20 shekels, and for a female 10 shekels. If the person is from a month old up to five years old, the valuation shall be for a male five shekels of silver, and for a female the valuation shall be three shekels of silver and if the person is 60 years old or over or over then the valuation for a male shall be 15 shekels and for a female 10 shekels and if someone is too poor to pay the valuation then he shall be made to stand before the re- priest and the priest shall value him the priest shall value him according to what the vower can afford If the vow is an animal that may be offered as an offering to the Lord, all of it that has he gives to the Lord is holy. He shall not exchange it or make a substitute for it, good for bad or bad for good. And if he does in fact substitute one animal for another, then both it, it and the substitute shall be holy. And if it is any unclean animal, that may not be offered as an offering to the lord then he shall stand the animal before the priest and the priest shall value it as either good or bad and as the priest values it so it shall be but if he wishes to redeem it he shall add a fifth to the valuation when a man dedicates his house as a holy gift to the lord the priest shall value it as either good or bad as the priest values it so it shall stand. And if the don- donor wishes to redeem his house, he shall add a fifth to the valuation price, and it shall be his. If a man dedicates the Lord, to the Lord part of the land that is his possession, then the valuation shall be in proportion to its seed. A homer of barley seed shall be valued at 50 shekels of silver. If he dedicates his field for the, from the year of Jubilee, the valuation shall stand, but if the if he dedicates his field after the jubilee, then the priest shall calculate the price according to the years that remain until the year of jubilee, and a dedication shall be made for the valuation. And if he who dedicates the field wishes to redeem it, then he shall add a fifth to its valuation price, and it shall remain his. But if he does not wish to redeem the field, or if he has sold the field to another man, it shall not be redeemed any more. But the field, when it is released, is in the Jubilee, shall be a holy gift to the Lord, like a field that has been devoted. The priest shall be in possession of it. If he dedicates the Lord... To the lord a field that he has brought bought which is not a part of the his possession then the priest shall calculate the amount of the valuation for it up to the year of jubilee and the man shall give the valuation on the day of the of as a holy gift to the lord in the year of jubilee the field shall return to him from whom it it was bought to him to whom the land belongs as a possession Every valuation shall be according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Twenty gerahs shall make a shekel, but a firstborn of animals, which as a firstborn belongs to the Lord. No man may delicate, dedicate, whether ox or sheep, it is the Lord's. And if it is the unclean animal, then he shall buy it back to the valuation and add a fifth to, the, to it. And if it is not redeemed, it shall be... As, Sold as the valuation. But no devoted things that a man devotes to the Lord, or anything that he has, whether man or beast, or of his inherited field, shall be sold or redeemed. Every devoted thing is most holy to the Lord. No one devoted who is to be devoted for destruction. For mankind shall be ransomed, he shall surely be put to death. For every tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the trees is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord if a man wishes to redeem some of his tithe. He shall add a fifth to it and every tithe of herds and flocks. Every tenth animal of all that passes under the herdsman's staff shall be holy to the Lord. One shall not differ, differentiate differentiate between good or bad neither heat shall he make a substitute for it and if he does substitute for it then both it and the substitute shall be holy it shall not be redeemed these are the commandments that the lord commanded moses from the for the people of the israel on mount sinai let's go ahead and, and head to your new testament reading Alright, so now we're in Acts twenty seven, one through forty-four. Let's go ahead and read the scripture. Paul sails for Rome. When it was decided that we should sail for Italy, we delivered Paul and they delivered Paul and some other prisoners to a centurion of the August Augustine cohort named Julius. And embarking and embarking in a ship to Adramitium which was about to sail to the ports along the coast of Asia, we put to sea accompanied by Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica. The next day we put in at Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him leave to go to his friends and be cared for. And and putting out to sea from that there was we sailed under the lee of cyprus because the winds were against us And when we had sailed across the open sea along this coast of cilicia and pamphylia we came to myra in lycia there the centurion found a ship of alexandrian sailing for italy and put us on board we sailed slowly for a number of days and arrived with difficulty at off Cnidus, and as the wind did not allow us to go further, we sailed under the lee of Crete off Salmon. Sol- Coasting along it was with difficulty, we came to the, a place called Fairhavens, near which was the city of Lycia. Since much time had passed, and the voyage was now dangerous because even the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Sirs, I perceive that the voyage will be with injury and much loss, not only of the cargo and the ship, but also of our lives. But the centurion paid no attention to the pilot, but the centurion paid more attention to the pilot and to the owner of the ship than to what Paul said. Because the harbor was not suitable to spend the winter in, the majority decided to put out to sea from there, and on on chance that somehow they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, facing both southwest and northwest and spend the winter there. The Storm at Sea Now then, the south wind blew gently. Supposing that they had obtained their purpose, they weighed anchor and sailed along Crete, close to to the shore. But soon as Tempestius Wind, called the northeastern, struck down from the land, and then the ship was caught and could not face the wind, we gave away to it and were driving along, running under the lee of a small island called Cotta. We managed with Difficulty to secure the ship, but ship's boat, and hoisting it up, they used support to under the ship. Then they, f- then fearing that they would run aground over on the side tris, they lowered the gear, and thus they were were driven along. Since we were violently, t- since we were violently t- storm tossed, they began to the next day to jettison the cargo. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you have... You should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this injury and loss, N- yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. for this very night there stood before men before me an angel of God to whom I belong and, wor- I, and worship and whom I worship, and He said, "Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar and behold." God will grant you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that I will be exalted, that it will be exactly as I have been told. But but we must run aground on some island. When the fourteenth night had come, as we were being driven across the Adriatic Sea, about midnight the sailors suspected that they were nearing land so they took a su- sounding and found and found 20 fathoms uh, a little farther on they 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 took a sounding again found 15 fathoms and fearing that we might run on the rocks they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come and as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship and lower, and had lowered the ship's boat into the sea under pretense of laying out anchors for the bow, Paul said to the centurion and the, and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in, in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go. As As day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day that you have continued in suspense and without food, having taken nothing. Therefore I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength, for not a hair is to perish from the head of any, any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God. In the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves we were we were in all 276 persons in the ship and when they had eaten enough they lightened the ship throwing out the wheat in the sea the shipwreck now when it was day they d- they did not recognize the land but they noticed a bay with a beach on which they pla- planned if possible to run the ship ashore so they cast off the anchors and let left them in the sea At the same time, loosening loosening the ropes, they tied the rudders, then hoisting the foresail to the wind they made for the beach. But striking a reef, they ran the vessel aground. The bow struck and and remained immovable, and the stern was being broken up by the surf. The soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any should swim away and escape, but the centurion, Wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump aboard overboard first and make for the land, and the rest of the planks were on pieces of ships, of the ship, and so it was that all were brought safely to land. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Lord God, I just praise you. I thank you for everything, Lord God. Thank you for showing us that you can, are a God that that keeps his promises and keeps us safe and keeps us safe and shields us so that we can spread your gospel in jesus name amen god bless you have a good day